welcome everyone to Films of the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Welcome to my host pick. Uh, very welcoming. And Nicole. <laughs> Hi. And Mama Kay. Thanks for having a host pick, Jess. Yes, host pick. It's that time of the, the month again. It's, you know, it seems like it just <laughs> it just happened, uh, but we're... I feel like it might have just happened. Where the schedule is, we're kind of, they're kind of April and March kind of close together. For those who didn't hear the last host pick or don't know what it is, it's a little different than our usual reviews where we go through uh, ratings and it's a traditional movie. These are not always traditional movies, as you uh, will learn in just a second. Uh, sometimes it's a movie, but sometimes it's a documentary, a TV show, uh, something streaming somewhere. Just as long as it's free, easy to access online and uh it's about a movie length or shorter and if it's jess you know it will be shorter uh so it is jess's <laughs> it is jess's host pick what have you had us watch uh for for this month so i chose the netflix show called what is it my next guest is or what what was it again welcome to my next guest <laughs> good start uh it's called <laughs> my next guest it's just referred to as my next guest but it's the full title is my get next guest needs no introduction with david letterman Right. Yeah. So it's based, it's David Letterman's interview show on Netflix. There you go. So, I, before we get in, what what uh, what made you want to pick this, and how much David Letterman knowledge did you have beforehand? <laughs> so it's funny that uh, Mama came after Kim Kardashian. So probably like six months ago, when this season first came on Netflix, Netflix was like, "Hey, you should watch this," and it was the Kim Kardashian one, and I was ah. like, "Yeah, that looks good. I'll watch it." So I, I watched the full Kim Kardashian episode, and I realized I really like David Letterman's style. He's super cool, super friendly. I like his sense of humor, um, and he really gets to the point with these interviews. So then I started watching a couple other celebrities. I think I watched, oh, I had to watch Kanye afterwards, so I watched the yeah. Kanye one. <laughs> then I, I think I watched Ellen, and then I watched Obama's. So I began to really like him, and I wanted to choose this as my host pick, and I chose Robert Downey Jr. just because that is a guy that we probably all like and would enjoy watching. I, I wouldn't want to make Brennan watch Kim Kardashian. Ah, I, 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 again, I'd watch anything. I'm kind of curious what Kim Kardashian's interview is like, actually, based on... <laughs> said Mama Kay said she watched that one, too, part of that one, too, and then... To, Honestly, it did pique my interest a bit, but um, they went. No, to, Rob, they were we, going to CVS. I think that's great. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Instead, we go to CVS. Well, I guess we'll reveal what, what Robert Downey Jr. does in case anyone anyone wants to get spoiled. Uh, this is on Netflix right now. There are three seasons up. This is in the third season, uh, and yeah, wow. we're just doing the Robert Downey Jr. one. I guess other ones could get mentioned here and there, but it should just only be that one. So if you you know, I don't really know if, how much spoiling there is. It's just a talk show. But uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, if you want to save your Robert Downey Jr. learningness uh, for seeing it on your own, go check it out on Netflix before we spoil it now. No general ratings, just kind of whatever Jess wants to talk about before she takes over. I do want to know what, uh, okay, you're older, so you were on when Dave, you were around more when David Letterman had his own show for, um, what, 15, 20 years almost? That was probably yeah. his thing he's most famous for. Uh, how much you know about David Letterman and I guess Robert Downey Jr. too while we're at it? Probably equally about both, I guess. I mean, you learn about somebody. David Letterman was the talk show host, so you learn about him through that, through his questions. And you know, he was he was was he a stand up comedian at one point too? Before that, he was a uh, comedian, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, and I he think used to take... people know him as from what is it? Late is he late night? 
Yeah, the late night with David Letterman. And so he was going to take over for Johnny Carson, but they didn't get along, I guess. So this is how the whole thing happened. So when he came along, it was sort of old school versus new school. And so everyone was watching. And yeah, it was interesting. He had, you know, people come on and do, or he had a little cavalcade of people like they do now with that would do stunts and things. And they were kind of fun and interesting, but... For me, that just kind of runs its gamut and I get bored of the same old shtick. So this was, I have to say, very different than probably the last time I saw David Letterman do interviews. So, uh, and How Robert long Downey has it been Jr. since he had a show? 2015 is when he ended his run on Late Show. I think Colbert is the one who's currently running. Because it was his show and uh, and Jay Leno's show, which were the competing shows for a yeah. long time. They were the same era. But they, they both had – those shows are old. Those shows had a bunch of different hosts throughout you know a long period of time. But I think 2015 is when he stepped down, and he's been doing this since 2018, his, like, I guess, more personal side project or his retirement project. Well, a couple of his episodes, he says he got fired. So <laughs> I guess he got fired from his 2015 show. I, I have no idea what really happened because I didn't follow it. My guess is they wanted to, he wanted too much money and they got rid of him. Is my guess, but maybe not. Maybe he did get fired. I, I don't know the details, but... Uh... Or he became less relevant. I mean, he's was getting he's getting older and maybe not yeah, as uh, behind the scenes too. too. David Letterman, not all, I mean, clearly a nice stage persona, but I've, yeah. I've heard negative I've heard negative things about him personally behind behind the cameras. So it, it would not yeah. surprise me if that influenced it too. And Robert Downey Jr. I know him from you know the Iron Man Avengers, but previously, uh, like the older stuff, they talked a little bit about it when he was in. A movie called Less Than Zero. Uh, that was probably like my first introduction to him. And that was right around the same time, a little bit later, maybe around the same time as Breakfast Club and the John Hughes stuff. But it was a little, it was darker. Um, so that was kind of like my introduction to him. And then he went so uh, off the rails that it was hard to keep track of what was going on with his life. So reintroduced as Iron Man. And then Nicole, Robert Downey Jr., David Letterman, uh, much background knowledge in either? I'm sure you know who they both are, but... I do know who they both are. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good start. <laughs> we we weren't a David Letterman family, per se. I think I grew up more with uh, Jay Leno on our TV, so I didn't really have much background in his talk show lifetime, um, but I've definitely seen clips of him throughout the years and uh different celebrities always reference when they were on the talk shows so it's not foreign to me at all i didn't know he had this show actually and it's interesting you can see how it progressed even through the thumbnails on netflix or, or whatever this is on that it started off in like this little room and i got this huge audience and set like mm. it's interesting that it's just progressing to like a second thing for him so that's interesting that he's still going. As far as Robert Downey Jr., um, I know of his past previously to him to explaining it to, in this episode. I didn't know the extent because I just never, I've never been one to follow celebrities. Um, I It's so funny because I just love pop culture and I love things like this. But when it comes to like the past of, of celebrities that are fine now. I'm like, eh, he got over it. Like, it's a no big deal. <laughs> um, 
So I, I don't know much background wise of his movies, but obviously I've been caught up with the latest thing that he's been in, which is the Marvel series. And I guess there's a couple of flops in there, like Dr. Doolittle and, you know, him still trying to keep his career going. Yeah, so like I I knew a lot about Robert Downey Jr. I know a good amount about his past '80s and '90s work as well as his uh, fall from grace somewhat. And then yeah, he, not just Iron Man, but he's been in the Sherlock Holmes movies, and mm-hmm. he was in I think Tropic Thunder. So he's had like big hits since his return. He had a you know that nice get that nice gap period where he was uh, you know figuring it out. Uh, and then Letterman, I don't watch the late night talk shows now or ever really did. I liked Colbert, like not Colbert now, but Colbert Rapport. Uh, that was my that was my sense of humor and, and style when it was on. But uh, uh, yeah, otherwise, not a whole lot of late night stuff. And I knew more about David Letterman, the guy behind the scenes, because I've seen you know, documentaries and movies where he's been part of it or uh, part of the subject at times. So I knew that kind of stuff going in, um, but haven't watched any of this or his old show. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all our backgrounds. Just feel free to take over. What's uh, what are some of the talking points we're gonna go over? So you actually stole my first question. My first question no. was, how familiar are you with David Letterman? All right, second question: What is the most fascinating thing you learned about Robert Downey Jr.? I'll go first. Uh, the fucking zoo. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> so this this is there's two parts of the show. There's the there's the part where he is the, the two of them are sitting in like the uh, the studio or not studio. It's like on stage and there's an audience. And then the other segment, the on on location segment, is they're in Robert Downey Jr.'s Malibu home, and he has this fairly large mini zoo in his backyard and a lot of what are they llamas and alpacas i mean he doesn't even really seem to know what they are uh <laughs> robert Downey jr doesn't seem to even know what they are but uh yeah i, I did not know that it comes off as weird mostly because i knew all the other stuff they go over in this i didn't learn a whole much about him and i kind of, like it's kind of stuff i already knew but the zoo thing i did not know so that was the biggest thing for me i agree with that actually um just having like prior knowledge of him having troubles in his life uh and struggles through things to see him now be completely like has he has no idea what animals he's even got on this little farm it just doesn't make any sense to me why does he have all these things like he well, he has David, young kids that's well why. david was asking him about what kind of law like alpaca it was or what kind of pig <laughs> he's like i literally have no idea even when he was in this in this on stage and his wife was in the audience and he was like rambling off names of the pigs and she's like no that's not right (laughs) (laughs) like what do you mean but i mean they show the handlers in the back so he probably doesn't have very much uh like hands-on attention but yeah that's probably the biggest thing i didn't pin him as a (laughs) farm owner so i'm gonna admit that i knew about the zoo um, <laughs> how did you know was it research for doolittle uh, <laughs> uh yeah, research for doolittle no um i think there was just you know i i do pay attention to pop culture and and all of that kind of stuff and i think there was a point in time where there was a big marvel party that happened at his house and there was a mention of the menagerie um in the back i think it probably wasn't quite as pronounced as it is now because it really looks like a friggin ranch like yeah it's 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 a lot what what did I learn? Uh, I learned that his go-to drink is an Arnold Palmer. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, I feel like I, I knew a lot. There were some things when he was talking about his childhood that um, 
I didn't really know when he talked about his mom a little bit and it made me actually, there was some really uncomfortable things that he talked about. So maybe we might want to come back to that, but yeah, really it's just the Arnold Palmer. <laughs> what you learned, Jess? That's funny. Oh, I really knew nothing about him. I didn't even know he was short. So uh, <laughs> that was the big one. Oh yeah, that's a, that is a. That's he, a big when he one. stood up, I was like, "Wow, he has." He's probably like five five nine max. He's like five know, six think... or five seven, and he wears lifts. He's that shoes. short. He's very oh, short. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like five nine is not tall, but, but like yeah, I didn't know he was that short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I learned he was that short. Um, I think I'm also going to say not only that he has the farm, but like you guys noted, he knows nothing about the farm. He doesn't know how to feed the animals, what the animals' names are, anything about it. So it's kind of like, was this your wife's dream was to have a farm? And you were like, yeah, sure, whatever. And you just never go outside and hang out with the animals? Or what was the deal on that? I Yeah, you know, I don't. When you're worth $300 million, you just start right. doing wacky stuff is kind of what I took. I, like, I looked at a lot of the guest list he has, and he's he's had some, like, you know, more regular-ish celebrities, a couple of, like, like, like Obama's a specific kind of person. Uh, he had, a, like, a, a civil rights activist person on there. But for the most part, these are, like, a hundred millionaire, like, crazy, everyone knows who these people are, and... I would a figure plus it would, list. Yeah, these are like the, the stars of the stars, and they're you know yeah. there's a difference between being like a famous celebrity who's worth like ten million, and there's being Robert Downey Jr. It's a difference between fi- flying first class and owning a jet. Like it's and he's on the he's he's on the <laughs> right. ladder the ladder side. I don't know. I was impressed that he knew that they were llamas or that they were alpaca <laughs> versus they? llama. So yeah, I don't even think he knew that. I think he, he said just they were calmer. That's yeah, probably but, like, true. He I also mean, said every... he knew the names, but then his wife was like, none of those are right, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you find that Robert Downey Jr. was uncomfortable talking about his addiction in the past? It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint Robert's personality, in my opinion. I mean, he seems like he's very open to discussing his life his and his past, but perhaps I mean I I'm not one to study people's body language and stuff. I've never known anything about it. But just watching him, I can see some discomfort in him being, like, on stage with all those people staring at him. And they're rifling through all the drugs he's taken when he was at his low point. Like, that is a very vulnerable position to be in. And I don't know how many interviews, like, he's done in the past regarding this situation and... and being in jail and what have you so to be you know it's it's whether this was i think it was 2020 this was made um and he's well well past that part of his life to continue to bring it up continue to have to talk about that can be i imagine very difficult for someone i can see i can see his his body language was not i don't think he wanted to be there for that um but i have to assume that they told him what they were going to discuss before he came on the show right like it's just these well, these types well these types of shows to me like i can't tell what's already been discussed and what's like off the handle from david i think i mean for him it's the elephant in the room you can't not you can't have a yeah. 45 minute interview or whatever and not discuss this extensive dark yeah past that yeah if that, you're talking about his life that's what his life was yeah. I mean, some of the times I was, I, I can see, I see what you're saying about his body language and discomfort. I think that that's 
part of that is just being on the spot, mm-hmm. you know, in general, being interviewed. There, there are some celebrities that really relish it and some that just tolerate it. I think he's somewhere in the middle that he, he likes, you know, he's confident enough in himself to like these kind of things. Right. Um, and he's probably had to come to terms with the fact that he's going to have to talk about it every time somebody wants to interview him. But, you know, some of the stuff was, was pretty, you know, when David Letterman is like joking with him and saying, wow, what a time you probably want to, you know, look, probably look back and think, wow, that was great. And he just said, no, like, mm-hmm. no, I don't look, you know, no, that's not great. You know, and I don't know whether that's a, you know, part of that is he does have young children. I mean, he's got an older son, too, but he's got young children that, you know, he's probably trying to make amends with. He had an old, he had an, another whole family that. Uh, had to see him through this so this is his second chance in a lot of ways yeah i think so he's been he's been better for like at least 15 years now and and he's with susan yeah right and his whole like his whole like his second chance has gone very well like he's doing very very well he's about as well as you can do on a second chance and i think he's learned how to talk about it pretty well i bet if this were you know 12 years ago it wouldn't have gone as the same way maybe um but he's older now he's been asked this before he's probably grown to the kind of person who can talk about these things and i i didn't get um you know i i we didn't it's not like he's the guy who would like some guys like go and like oh let me tell you all these crazy stories from my terrible time and then there's also guys who are like I'm not going to talk about that at all. And I think I'm with him. Okay. He's somewhere in the middle where like, he'll give you little bits and pieces and he's not going to be, he's not going to not say anything, but he's also not going to, you know, really dive into those times and talk about all the crazy things that happened. So it's kind of middle-ish to me, which for the interview also was, um, you know, that's kind of the most boring choice, honestly, is that he kind of gives a little bit, but not a lot. It would be better if he were like really upset and then it'd be like super uncomfortable (laughs) or he would give you crazy stories (laughs) and then you'd be like, what the fuck? But it was more like, uh, it was more like a, like it was playful, more light than, uh, don't you think that a celebrity or someone that we're watching a discussion about someone with a, um, addiction or alcoholism, like, when people that have talked about it for years, and we can use him for an example, do you feel like if he was really playing up to, oh my god, it was so awesome, it was amazing, what people want to hear because it's exciting, but he's not yeah. that type of person to do that. He's not going to string along people and tell the story for the next 50 years because he thinks it'll excite someone who's never been an alcoholic like or an addict. So... You know, I, I can imagine it gets so tiresome over the years of just being asked the same things. And I'm sure in the beginning when he was like, oh, yeah, man, I really was crazy those 15 years or whatever. And now it's like, please let it be like it's done. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think he the whole interview, I think he was kind of uncomfortable. He seemed like a little antsy and his jokes were a little reflective. But I think specifically at this part. The way that he didn't really go into detail and he, the way he just thought about it, I thought he didn't want to talk about it, but he knew he had to and he just wanted to get past this part of the interview. Mm-hmm. That's um, how it came up to me too. I agree. Next question. So if you could offer a question for David Letterman to ask, what would it be? Or is there something that you think he should have asked that was missing in this interview that could have made it a lot better? Uh, mm. 
that is interesting. He he because he prodded decently well without because you know the interviewer tactic. You come in, you you act like a buddy, you you heap a little praise, and then you ask some tough questions, ease back off, tell some jokes. You know you got you kind of compliment sandwich, rope a dope them is how you, it's the best right. way to interview someone. And I think he did it pretty well. And I don't think, but he, I, mean, I don't, I, like, he could have stabbed harder at trying to get the juicy, the juicy stories from his past. But uh, I don't, I don't think this is the show for that. Like, and David Letterman's not the guy to do that. Like, this is supposed to be lighter. This is supposed to be, you know, something. It's, it feels very light, exploratory. This isn't going to be like one of those in depth, like they're hammering you home interviews, like, a, like a, like a Mike Wallace maybe would have given in the day, or even like, like modern, like on a podcast, like Mark Marin would get a little deeper maybe, but those are just some names come to mind for people who get a little deeper into stuff. Uh, I don't think it was ever going to get any deeper than it did. I think he did fine for the level they were going for. So I guess now I don't really have a specific question. Yeah. I don't know if I have a specific question that he didn't ask i mean i think by now robert downey jr has it down and even if you look at all of those sort of of his ilk and with the marvel cast and everything they've been trained so well by marvel not to say anything um that oh, what yeah. they do give out is just um they it always like leaves you wanting more or they they make it every every little story they give out has a little personal twist to it like the story he was talking about when he was in high school and he mentioned his girlfriend's name like you know, you could just say, oh, yeah, my girlfriend. Yeah, first and last name. Exactly. And now there's, you know, a hundred million people that are out there trying to find this sure. girl or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do just the right amount to, you know, make you feel like you're part of the group. And now you know yeah. something a little personal about him. What I learned, you asked what we learned about Robert Downey Jr. What I learned about David Letterman is that he is a former or recovering alcoholic. I didn't know that about him. Um, so I thought that was interesting and, and that could have played on a, you know, an interesting level. I like how Downey was like, I didn't know that about you. Let's, I'm trying to find some common ground with you. I was also not just drug addict, but I was also an alcoholic, you know, so. It's a good interview um, tactic, yeah. It felt real, yeah. that conversation. It did. And it felt almost like Downey was really like, tell me more about your alcoholism. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> tell, give me, give me a story. I need to know your, you know, 11th grade main squeeze in high school's night right. kind of stuff so uh <laughs> it was interesting i really i mean you could tell that he was that downey was really um i don't know if he was surprised by it but he was very intrigued and and i could see that he wanted to know more so that's mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing david letterman does like himself though i mean let's be honest so he wants Ooh, yes, he, he does. does want and he admitted that he wants things to be uh, about him and if that means cleaning up pig poop then it means cleaning right. up pig poop so. Yeah, it makes him look like that's definitely the first time he's ever done that in his life. But you know, it, it looks it look, it's, it's it's a good optics. <laughs> these two are masters of optics. There. Yeah, yeah, they both have comedic timing to me. But I think that I would have liked to. I don't know if Robert discloses this stuff, but I would like to hear more about his family, um, his wife, and how they are. You know, still so connected with him being you know so enormous as he is, and still having that 15 years that of marriage that we all are like oh my god it's in hollywood is crazy whatever you know to be able to get past his demons and get past these huge movies that he's a part of and still come home at night and have a family that he takes care of like that is so foreign to me that i would like to hear more about that but i don't know if he's that type of guy i don't know if he's more private he's 
he's talked about that before and he he talks about how you know meeting her I think he said a little bit about it uh was you know at a point it really was a turning point and she um I think she was really the impetus behind him either being pursued or pursuing the Iron Man role with John Favreau so I think mm-hmm. that he really he you know it's really an interesting thing for an addict to be able to actually get to the other side and see how, you know, what his life used to was like before. It's not like, you know, and by, you know, people discount it. They're like, well, he was still really wealthy and he wasn't like on the streets or, you know, it doesn't really matter once, once you're, it doesn't at all. yeah. Once you're taken by that, it's hard to get out of it and to have somebody who, supports you and believes in you so much and I think that they are really a power couple I think she's very very she's a producer of sorts and I think she um, I get the feeling that she keeps a pretty close watch on him and mm-hmm. yeah I could definitely rightly so rightly so yeah um, I think what I found most interesting in the interview besides his addiction story was his childhood mm. um, I think i wish he would have talked about more about being in the spotlight his whole life and how David Letterman said, like, did you know you always wanted to be an actor? And he was kind of like, yeah, like, obviously my parents are in the business. There was no question that's what I was going to do. I didn't take school seriously because I just knew I was going to be a star. And he wasn't going to be an engineer or whatever he said. Right. Yeah. So I kind of wish he talked about, like, do you wish you had a choice? Like, what do you think life would have been like if you were born in like a quote-unquote normal life or do you actually not like that you were in the spotlight because maybe it worsened your addiction problem so kind of stuff like that i Mm -hmm. would be more interested if he talked about sort of delve into that yeah what the impetus would be was do you still have an addictive personality if even if you're not you know born into that yeah exactly it seemed like he just already knew where his life was going and it it seemed like he didn't take much of his adolescence or childhood too seriously. Okay, so seeing an interview with Robert Downey Jr. on a personal level, would you want to be his friend? <laughs> oh, what a good question, Jess. Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. He's somewhat intimidating to me because I think he's really cool. Um, <laughs> but I think that he has really just shown how down to earth and human he is um when you're a celebrity of of this size it's hard to do that and sometimes i feel like these types of interviews are a little bit fake uh just to put on a face there are times in this where i do feel that way but overall just with our discussion and like us talking about the different levels of us understanding this person um, I think that he's very genuine and I think that he cares a lot about the people that he loves. And I mean, that's the first step of people going into sobriety is realizing that people love you and that you want to be around for those people and you want to be around mm-hmm. for yourself. So that takes, um, you know, a big step in the beginning and then to have someone that's continually there for you, like his wife, like he, he must be a classy guy to not still be in that situation that could so easily retake him again Bryn, you want to be downey's friend uh, in so much that i would I, in so much that i would love a rich famous celebrity friend yeah sure but uh <laughs> if i if i were to pick someone of his you know a plus list level he i don't think he'd be my first pick not that he would be a bad pick i think he'd be fine but um 
uh, he's not who when I think of like uh, who's like an A list celebrity you'd want to be friends with. Uh, he's not really in my wheelhouse. I don't know how much uh, how much we'd we'd get along, but um, it, it, but yeah, why wouldn't you want to have a, a rich famous friend even if it's difficult at times? Like <laughs> I think on, that you and him, I think you and him are similar in terms of um, you're able to like the way that you communicate with people. Like I feel like you are similar personality as him. Like, I feel like you could very easily be an addict of something, not just, not just like... Who, me? Yeah. What are we learning in this? Yeah. What are we learning? He clinks the ice into the microphone. Anything, though. Like, you, like, you're, I think you're a creature of habit, and that, that could cause, you know, problems for people, but I think that you there, Yeah. Uh, so, see, we're similar because I could be an addict, not because of you know his cool personality and awesome lifestyle. It's that yeah, I could see you being similar. A, I could see you could see me being the middle part of Robert Downey Jr.'s life. Uh, that's good. <laughs> no, Nicole's saying that you guys seem to be like single-minded purpose. That that happens, you know, with addicts <laughs> and oh, people <laughs> and people who are you know can be uh, can have tunnel vision and be single-minded. Mm-hmm. And also, those are people that are highly focused on certain I'm gonna go things. I'm going to cut so. it off at, I remind you of Robert Downey Jr. and leave it completely there. And not really <laughs> as, as of why. Well, okay, you're you taller than with Robert. That's true, um, I am taller. I don't know you're taller than Robert Downey Jr. I, I might be taller than Robert Downey Jr. Um, that's a tough one because, you know, I have an issue with celebrity. I don't do well uh, on a face-to-face level with anybody. No, you gag when you see someone no one's heard of, let alone someone that yeah. heard of. Yeah, all you have to do is like, you know, the TikTok cat that we just learned is famous today. That would make me very nervous to meet the TikTok cat. So, um You got uh, nervous meeting like a practice squad NFL player. Like you could you forgot your kids' names. You you were Can you stop? <laughs> I'm already I'm getting a little sweaty just thinking about that incident. So, if we could not discuss that. If Letterman wants to talk to me about it, you wouldn't no, be able to talk to Letterman. Either. No, I'm just going to say no, that's not going to the problem we have. I might be able to talk to Paul Schaefer. You can't talk to these people. No, I couldn't talk to Paul Schaefer. I can't. None of that works for me. So um, on that level, no. If you took away from my whole memory somehow the fact that he's a celebrity, then yeah, because I think he's an insightful guy, and I think he has a lot of knowledge of uh, of his world, and and that can, you know, when you're looking for qualities in a friendship, you want somebody who can be able to, you know, mentor you a little bit. And I think that that's sort of the role that he's taken over as he's uh, got this second chance in his, in his life and his career. So uh, the stories would be great to hear, not going to lie. So that would be, that would be kind of fun. But I think, I think, heck yeah. Are you going to be friends? Well, you lean into wanting to bring him, bring him back to the addiction days, huh? Oh, I don't know if I'm thinking of those stories. I'm thinking of all of his stories from, just people who are on set of movies, oh, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've heard enough addiction stories IRL that I don't know that I need to know his, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe some growing up tomes or, you know, him being, you know, on the set of, right. of the Avengers movies. You know, you know that I'm a big Marvel fan. So that would be, yeah, uh, I would literally die. You would die. I don't, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't make it. you'd melt into a puddle. You would not. Imagine if I would, like Chris Evans, you'd be done. <laughs> forever i'm already done just talking about it right now i'm, I'm starting to like get a little lightheaded so hey just uh, just, before uh, but, faints. 
I'm kind of with Brennan, where if I had a choice to be friends with other celebrities, his status, I probably wouldn't choose him. Watching his interview, he just seems like if, if any of you guys have like a huge like theater friend or friend of like the arts that does this kind of stuff, like they all are a little similar where they're all super animated and mm-hmm. slightly cocky and they kind of like end everything with like a well like thought of joke kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's ex- exactly how he was. Um, I think there are other celebrities that have like a personal charm to them that I'd be more Who drawn would you pick? to. Hanging out. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, that's I how I don't know. I need choices. I can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head. If you give me a choice, Kim I can tell you. West? Probably. <laughs> There's See, Her- I would find that Harry a lot Meghan. more interesting. Yeah, I would find being friends with Kim Kardashian um, a lot more interesting that's than Robert Downey Jr. But <laughs> I think you'd find it's actually much more boring than you ever imagined. <laughs> I think it would Maybe. be exhausting, honestly. Oh, any of these yeah, people would be would exhausting. Be exhausting. Just the amount of time getting in and out of cars would drive me crazy. If I had to pick like an A-lister, I'd probably pick like Keanu, just because it's it's t- said he's nice. I just want I want a nice rich friend. <laughs> did you nice friend. did you guys he's notice? Just so weird. Did you guys notice at the end of the interview when David asked him to talk about the excuse me to talk about like the the fundraiser or the charity that he has, and it's about. The, the renewable resources and less pollution and whatnot. At the end of, Oh, yeah. At the end of the discussion, Robert looks at the camera and, like, shrugs his shoulders and, like, puts his hands up and, like, makes, like, the uh, face where it's like, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Did I say that right? It seemed like... It seemed like... <laughs> He literally had no idea what the fuck he was talking about at this point. I felt like he was so disassociated with whatever this coalition he's describing that his name's just plastered on it and he puts money into it. I really that don't know is, if he knows what it is. Well, based on his involvement with his own zoo, I would right. say that's not possible. <laughs> like, I think when you're just like when you're at a certain level, like you're not even like a person. Like you're just like a like I don't know what he's actually like. Like he's just a status. If you sat with him and like. A one-on-one room. No one ever heard it. Like completely confidential, and like he actually was completely open. I have no idea what any of these people are actually like. I know what they generally like, and what they're you know like with other, when other you know big celebrities and actors are around, and they put on a good face. But like you, you, we really have no idea what any of these. Once you hit that hundred millionaire status of and and the level of fame that you get from being Iron Man, like you just you don't know. Yeah, you don't know anybody so though. I mean, that's. The, yeah, but yeah. you can you find you can find some more like lower level celebrities be a little more candid. You can n- remember them from before they were big. Like there's a like I said before, there's a difference between flying first class and owning a jet. There's an uh, yeah. there's a thing that Brennan watches that usually has Macaulay Culkin on it. <laughs> and <laughs> Red Letter Media, they're the best. Yeah, <laughs> he genuinely acts like just a normal dude and you don't ever like associate him with being Macaulay Culkin and I think like you can't ever do that with Robert Downey Jr. You will never see him as just some right. dude talking to other guys about movies or whatever. Yeah, they're not in the same vein, though. I mean, let's well, so say the <laughs> difference between us. No. <laughs> maybe well, maybe Sorry. in 1990 they were similar. Uh, yeah, they were probably like, actually in the same vein. But yeah, yeah but like you know, I'm saying, like there's a, there's a level of celebrity where they can be just kind of people, and then there's a level of celebrity where they're right. like, it's like you will never know. We'll n- none of us will know. 
their life is so foreign to, uh, it seems like his life is foreign to himself. He doesn't even know what's going on half the time, but like, <laughs> that's just kind of how it is. Like at a certain point, you just become stratosphere. I have one more question and it is, what kind of roles do you see Robert Downey Jr. doing in the future? Iron Man. Mm. No. Exactly. Okay, let's, let's not Iron Man's done. Next. He says okay, it's done, but it... when he does uh, two more Doolittle <laughs> flops, and then he's like, you know, maybe Iron Man could come back in a flashback or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I don't know what he where he goes from here. I it's the like, what I if know series. Depp did some like rom com stuff, and it was just disastrous. So like he he did cool stuff like Willy Wonka and the Pirates, but once he started doing some serious stuff, it was so bad. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp's been dead for like ten years. Like he he's not had that's but that's what I kind of see for him. If he doesn't I mean Johnny Depp's gonna do another thing. Do you see him being like Johnny Depp, like dead now that Iron Man's done, or he can do something else and actually like still keep his name? Uh I I see him I I lean towards dead, but Well, I see him trying to do more of this like philanthropy work and Whatever he was talking about at the end, just plastering his name on every charity that he can put it on so that he looks like a good guy. That's kind of what I see him going towards. <laughs> just yeah, I kind of see him being, being, yeah, doing that, being a little more anonymous. Maybe like, I mean, there's sort of like a, a George Clooney-ness about him where, you know, George Clooney at one point was like super big and... Now he can he can kind of relax and just hang out with his friends Oprah and Julia Roberts and Jess and you know all of these great people and I feel like that that's kind of you know Downey did do some other movies while he was doing while he was being Iron Man and to to different levels of acclaim I mean he did that one with Zach Galifianakis where they drink yeah. the father in the coffee do, what is that due date that's the kind of stuff that yeah. like, it's like because like, he had tropic thunder which people like that movie they like that role and yeah. then he had the sherlock holmes movies and there were at least two and those were fairly yeah. well received but i don't foresee another thing like that i foresee this is just just we're slightly past his peak now that he's done do you, being iron man like he'll maybe you, maybe Clooney. See, well, can you see him being put into the same style of roles as I'm? I'm really just using this as an example, but like Mike Tyson in The Hangover, like it's small, but it's like, oh my Cameos. god, look who's look who's in this, <laughs> yeah, look who's in this movie. It's Robert Downey Jr. Wow, <laughs> but he adds no value. Like, do you see something like that? Only if that he gets could happen. Only if he gets really desperate, or if it's something that was a remake of his '80s thing. If using the Johnny Depp example, yeah. who shows up in Twenty One Jump Street for five seconds yeah. because he was in the right. original Twenty One Jump Street, Johnny Depp. That's so fair. Yeah. We remake uh, Weird Science. As like... No, he's not gonna. I don't. I, yeah, I think cameo roles. You could be onto something there, Nicole. I think that's possible. I don't foresee. Yeah. I don't. For, I, I don't foresee him becoming an Academy Award actor. You know, or no. being in another franchise as big as not not just as big as Marvel, but another big franchise. I think um, I think the George Clooney call was actually pretty good. He kind of directs and produces now. He right. has his philanthropy. I think that's a closer a closer likelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they spent so much time in the limelight in a, such a big way that it's it's okay for them. You know, they're I mean they they obviously you know, I mean financially they don't need to do that. Um, no, he a farm. I think that, well, <laughs> but is it productive? I mean, not become a farmer. <laughs> David did want to milk something, and they didn't even achieve that. So, um, 
He didn't even know <laughs> yeah. if his goats were female or not. So how could he tell? And it was like his first time on the farm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. God. Yeah, he wouldn't even like pretend how... to shovel poop like David did no. for five seconds. And when, Dave, <laughs> when Letterman's asking him questions like, is it okay for us to approach them? His answer's always like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Like, what? I have no idea. I have no idea. But... <laughs> But let's He's like, do I don't it. Think let's try it. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's just gonna be. He's he's you know he'll probably do some things here and there, but I think he's uh, um, sort of on the regular guy kind of path now. So, and he he can do that. Yeah, I am with you guys. I don't see him being another big thing. I just probably doing some small roles here and there, but I think his big shot of fame is done. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he made it. He made he he got to. He's you know a, a nine figure man. He's been a star forever. He overcame demons, and now he can just chill for whatever he's got left. Thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Very good for him. That's yeah, nice. good for like for good for him. <laughs> like this is a this isn't a like Way oh he's shitty him. now he's not gonna ever be good again. It's no he he did it. Good for him. <laughs> And there's no one else in that franchise that's him. I mean, it's Downey. Like he, you know. Yeah, no one. The, no one else in. No one the can touch Marvel it. Marvel is currently down. I mean, there are some who could get there one day, but he's he's top tier. I don't tier. think so. Who do you think? Yeah, I don't think level? there's anybody that could get there. I mean, there's like like Michael Douglas is in that, but like he was also like he's no, already. I said I don't think so. I don't think anyone will get past his level in those movies. Right. Everyone's like right. Yeah. Uh, Everyone who's been in that has been in one other thing, but, like, no one has this, like, aura around them like he does. Yeah. Do you think his kids are going to start appearing in movies now? Oh, he probably doesn't want his kids to get on the same... Well, he probably doesn't want them to get on the same He probably does He does. He did. Yeah, I don't think so. That's all I got. Yeah, I, Mm. um... I thought it was a. I think if it was someone I knew less about already, it would be a little more interesting. It was most of the stuff I already knew that the zoo stuff was jarring. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's that's all I really jarring. had. Nothing, nothing super surprising for me. Uh, but uh, a fine. I want to pay to see Brennan's face when it came on. I imagine it's like one of those like. Oh you know, my his eyes are all big. Like what? <laughs> what? He has a zoo. I just I was like, well, like I, I, I knew he would have like an insane rich person thing. They all do, but like his for specifically Robert Downey Jr. having a bunch of alpacas and pigs. I'm like, that's just like, <laughs> like that's what a, a different super rich guy would have. I would think his weird thing would be maybe like cars a, a, a car, or something, a car collection, exactly. Like boats or, and stuff. Yeah, maybe may, boats would he make has more a car sense. collection as well. But or yeah, like old sure, armor. But we highlighted some, a very weird cooler. collection. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, fake farming is never what, or fake zoo <laughs> thing. Yeah, that was not what I was expecting. But, uh, Eddie, you guys maybe have that's the kind thoughts? of people. Well, I'm thinking maybe that's the kind of people that David Letterman gets is like they you you know like taking Kim Kardashian to the CVS. It's all like fish out of the water kind Expect of stuff. Only that's see, I don't know a lot about now. her, and I, except that she's you know a vapid bubblehead, and that would be interesting okay, but, to watch her walk around a CVS. <laughs> well, yeah, who else so would you imagine? Actually, you watched the CVS? episode. She uh, she said she's in law school, so yeah. that's I didn't know that. Either. I knew that she was in law school. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's ever yeah, since she's so. been trying to help, like, Less the Innocence Project or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you say to get that, people off I, of death row. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's in law. All right, whatever. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, she still takes the same bar as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, <laughs> when you get Sounds to a certain like tier... Be... 
whatever you, when you get to a certain tier, the rules of of humans no longer apply to you. So I'm sure whatever she's doing is very. Ju- she's just like your average. <laughs> Going back to school lawyer at the yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like legally blonde, but legally right. dark, black haired. Legal, brunette. Yeah. Terrible. Hey, any, <laughs> yeah, anyone else? Well, that was a fun watch, Jess. Thanks. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it, and I encourage you to watch um, his interviews with other celebrities because I think yeah. they're also pretty interesting, too. Yeah, I might, we might have to see the Kardashian one now just to see. but uh, I, And maybe the Kanye one. Those those do sound. Uh... Oh, the Kanye one was pretty good. He did a really good job of when Kanye said some like weird shit. He did a good job of kind of pivoting it and then making him realize what he said was what he said. Oh, that's okay. the kind of stuff I'm I watching wanted, that I one next. See from other ones, because Robert Downey Jr. is so polished <laughs> yeah. at this point, he kind of can handle yeah. that stuff. I kind of want to see an unhinged celebrity go on yeah, there. Yeah, well, if you something unhinged, then watch Kanye's. <laughs> there we go. All right, so that was Jess's host pick. My next guest uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Whole series, all three seasons are up on Netflix, so go check it out if you have any interest. Uh, We're going to get back into regular reviews coming up because we got some more theater slash streaming releases, a couple of those kind of things. But if you have anything to recommend to us, we have uh, slots for that as well. Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you, Jess, for the pick. Thank you guys for being on. Thanks, thank you. Jess. Thanks. So next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.